This is HPR episode 2415 entitled Bullet Journal Torg Mode. It is hosted by Brian in Ohio and is about 15 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is My Journey from Analog to Digital. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Public Radio, Brian in Ohio here. I wanted to uh, say hi to everybody in the Hacker Public Radio land. And um, I had a goal to do oh, three or four episodes this year. And seeing that I've done exactly zero, I thought it was time to uh, rec- push record, as uh, Mr. Mister X would say, and get at least one episode out. Uh, so the inspiration for today's show was that I heard uh, Sean Shannon, I hope I said his last name correctly, on episode 2299, uh, doing a What's in My Bag episode. And in it, he briefly mentions using a bullet journal. And then I think I heard Ken Fallon wondering about uh, bullet journals on the community news for the month with that episode. So I thought a uh, show was in order explaining how I went from using bullet journals to uh, using Emacs org mode. Uh, but I thought also, I think before I get going too deep into this, I want to let you know that, A, I'm not an expert in any of the following topics, bullet journals, getting things done, org mode, and especially Emacs. I'm uh, just somebody who's tried these tools, climbed the learning curve, and have uh, some observations to make through that process. So first, what's a bullet journal? A uh, bullet journal was created by a man named Ryder Carroll. It's, he calls it an analog system for the digital age. And I found out about it uh, listening to the Pen Attic podcast. I think Dave Morris mentioned that one. Uh, uh, it's uh, episode number 70. And um, that's, that was my introduction to the, to the bullet journal. And so what it is... Uh, Bullet journal is a method of laying out a notebook and using it to organize and process ideas and tasks. Now, I'm not going to try to explain exactly how it's set up. There's an excellent tutorial video at bulletjournal.com. Um, you can use any notebook. You divide it up into index pages, a future log, monthly log, day log, and there's a visual index tagging, uh, indexing and tagging system to help you organize stuff. Uh, it's extremely customizable. And so how I used it, uh, when I initially, when I started bullet journaling, I, um, uh, first off, I used it for two and a half years, and initially I just set it up completely stock the way uh, Ryder explains it in his video. But later on, I did some changes. I put the index at the back um, of, the, of the 
bullet journal that seemed to help me out. And uh, I would do some different setup initially as far as how the months were done. I, I basically would set up a whole year all in one sitting and put those pages into the, into the book as opposed to waiting till the next month to do it. I used the bullet journal uh, as a daily planner, an idea storing device, and a, a device to help me make short-term and long-term goals. Uh, the, the strengths of the bullet journal, uh, it's customizable, but it's within a framework. It gives you a method to get organized that you can tailor to your needs. Uh, it's pretty easy, actually, to find info in in the bullet journal itself, but only if you're disciplined about using it. If you're uh, if you come up with a really structured method of putting stuff into it, indexing it, you can find stuff like when was the last time my car had a tire change, or uh, what event at work happened the last time, you know, whatever that might be, a training event or something. So, uh, but it does take discipline to do it. Another strength of the bullet journal is that it's battery free. It powers right up. It's always there. Um, some of the shortcomings, though, uh, you do need to be disciplined. Uh, using a bullet jur- journal, especially initially, can be tedious. It, sometimes you're entering items in multiple places, the monthly, daily, and index sections. Um, it takes time to set up to figure out exactly what you're going to do. It takes time, especially as you customize it or thinking about it. Uh, what, uh, as changes are made in it and you go off on your own trail of bullet journaling, uh, it takes some time and some thought and, it, and you need to be disciplined to get the most out of it. Uh, it sounds like Sean's use case uh, that he mentioned in his podcast as a sort of project idea book sounds uh, pretty cool, and it might actually be a really good use case for the bullet journal. Uh, sticking to a place to capture ideas and projects. Uh, I kind of like that. Um, another shortcoming of the bullet journal is that it's hard to edit. Uh, this may be a strength for some people, but for me, as a, using it as a daily planner, it was a little daunting to use uh, because I hate crossing stuff out, and erasing is no good, and changing stuff was is just tough. Uh, sometimes you come up with an idea, and you have to leave um, space ahead of time, or be willing to index some kind of project idea through multiple pages. Um, and that that was something I never really liked about the system. And then the monthly blog portion of the uh, bullet journal, which if you ever try it, you know what I'm talking about. It was always a mystery to me what what its use was, uh, how to use it, how to get the most out of it. Uh, another shortcoming of the bullet journal is if you lose your bullet journal, lost it. And there's, there's really no easy way to back up uh, uh, paper and pencil writing. Although I did notice at my local library, they have a, a scanning station to scan books. And so uh, you could maybe do it that way, but still you'll end up with PDFs and OCR or whatever they call it. We try to get text out of PDFs. Anyway, it's, it's, it would be um, not impossible, but uh, would definitely have uh, uh, take some work to, to back it up in, a, in, a, in any kind of form. 
So this led me to uh, what I use now, which is org mode. So you ask, you, you'll ask yourself, what is org mode? And org mode was created by a man named Karsten Dominic. And it is an editing and organizing mode for notes, planning, and authoring in the free software text editor, Emacs. And so how did I find out about it? Uh, well, it, here's a, I'll try to keep a long story short, but I do a little bit of a hobby programming uh, f using microcontrollers in C. I do my development uh, at the command line in a, in a Linux uh, in Linux command uh, Linux terminal, and um, I wanted. I've always tried to work out of way to have sort of a, an IDE, a command line IDE, where I'd have all my tools, my editor, my Bash shell to to do the actual uh, compiling and and then uploading to the to the microcontroller and maybe a a place to have some documentation open. And I I'd, I'd sort of been playing around and using. Vim and a bash shell as as a sort of a minimal IDE. Uh, I was using on a laptop that didn't have X installed. It was this was certainly just for fun. I do not make my bread and butter uh, um, using these kind of tools. This is com this is completely for fun and for just the challenge of doing it. Uh, but as always, when you've got a hobby and you're and you're trying things, I wanted to try something new, and I and I. Of course, I'd heard about Emacs, and I'd even tried it a couple of times. I'd opened it up. It's part of um, uh, Slackware, uh, if you install all the complete Slackware packages. And I didn't like it. I couldn't figure it out. I didn't understand it. I didn't want to take the time to try to figure it out. But uh, while searching through some HPR episodes, I ran across uh, Klaatu, who is a... Uh, has a lot of awesome episodes about a lot of different subjects, but he's got uh, three episodes, episode 852, 856, and 861, about getting into Emacs. And uh, those episodes got me through the initial process of st starting and using and some of the basic ideas, the fundamental ideas of Emacs, which... Uh, that without those, I would have never even never even gone this route. So after uh, getting playing around with Emacs and trying it out, of course, the next step, like everybody does, is you start searching around and great knowledge places YouTube. And all of a sudden, while looking through Emacs stuff, I found kept hearing this thing called Org Mode. And especially, I found an, uh, a website uh, by a man named Reiner Koenig. He's a uh, I think he lives in North Carolina, and he has a series of, of uh, videos, really well done, um, screencasts, I think he calls them, about getting yourself organized with org mode, which I started watching, and it's like, wow, this is this is exactly what I wanted, a, a way to organize my life, like I've been using the bullet journal, but in using Emacs and uh, a new challenge. So I switched in... Uh, October 2016 to using uh, um, org mode instead of a bullet journal. And so, how do I how do I use it? Um, at a, at its heart, org mode is just an outliner. So I use org mode to set up daily to do tasks, organize projects, and jot down notes. And org mode has a subsystem called Agenda View. Uh, it can generate daily planner views from your org mode files. 
And I will admit that I initially tried to mimic the bullet journal in org mode, but after playing with that for a while and, and being frustrated, I, f I found it was better, a better approach is to use the strengths of org mode, uh, rely on those as opposed to uh, trying to import the strengths of bullet journal, which are, uh, as, you would quite, as you could imagine, quite different. So what are the strengths of org mode, you might ask? Uh, first off, um, org mode is, uh, it's really, it's very, it's easily editable, edit, editable, it's searchable and customizable. You can take projects and you can break down uh, them, and you can break down a project into as fine a detail as you want, and that detail level can expand or contract as necessary. Uh, but the real power of org mode comes out when you start using it to capture ideas and tasks and information. And you can capture these events uh, via a thing called capture templates that you can create. And then these, this new data that you capture is then saved in the appropriate org files and then later on can show up in your agenda view as to-do items or, or whatever, uh, however you want to set up your agenda view. Um, it's very customizable. Um, another strength of uh, org mode is that it's really easy to back up, but everything is text is just it's just simple text, and it's uh, future proof. It's not some proprietary data. It's not a physical object in the sense of like a, a notebook where you could just lose the one thing. You can make multiple copies of these small text files that are uh, a tremendous amount of information within them. And another great strength of org mode is that there are a lot of really good tutorials online, uh, either at YouTube or just at people's blogs. It's something people have been using, and, and it's uh, I'm coming late to the game, but I guess uh, it used to not be part of Emacs, but now it's as of I think 25 Emacs 25. It's now just it's part of Emacs when you install Emacs. Um, shortcomings. As you might expect, there are some shortcomings. Uh, first, you do need to know a little about Emacs uh, using the Emacs uh, editor, and that can feel a little bit overwhelmed to try. But if you're even thinking about it, try those HPR episodes first and uh, just start playing with Emacs itself and then work your way into uh, using org mode. Um, Emacs is a new tool, and it will require you to use your brain. And that can be a shortcoming. And without going into too much detail, I'll just say a shortcoming is Emacs key bindings. So what's next? Um, I've been trying, I've been using org mode now for a year uh, as an organizer planner, as a replacement to my bullet journal. And the, my biggest frustration is uh, portability. Uh, a laptop is a great device, but it's not nearly as portable as a notebook. Uh, so I've been trying different ways to get use org mode in a portable solution. Now there is an app for Android and iOS called uh, Mobile Org. I don't. I use it in Android. I don't. Know, I can't attest to anything about iOS, and never will. And um, uh, but if the Android app, it just it left me wanting it. I did not like it. I did not understand the whole push-pull concept. It, the documentation is not that good. Um, so I, this led me to trying a couple of different solutions uh, with different devices that are portable, that aren't laptops. 
and, uh, and has led me to what I think is a great solution, and that will be a subject of another HPR episode, hopefully done before the end of the year, because I need to do two more, because I have a goal of three. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any ideas about bullet journals or org modes or how how you use them or you know what what's your um, ideas on how to use them better, please re- record another episode for HPR. I think it'd be very interesting to lis- listen to. Um, I'll put links in the show notes for the different things that I think are appropriate. And other than that, uh, thanks for listening. This is Brian in Ohio signing off. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.